Hi, and welcome to the 23rd episode of Vasha's Thoughts. Today, I've been thinking about very fundamental things. Today, I'd like to talk to you about the basic order of everything. It's the pulsation of the universe. It's the holographic type of order that comes from being, that is based on being. It is the basic nature of everything. It is your basic nature. It is your essence. And it is how it is related to your everyday life and how it is related to the illumination process, which is also a two-part pulsation process and how it is reflected in particular in your life right now. So this is something that I'm actually kind of always talking about, but very often I talk about one particular part of this process as it pertains to a particular detail in our life. And very often it's a very limited part of the process that I mostly focus on, and it's the first part of the two-part pulsation process. So today I'd like to hopefully <laughs> make it a bit more clear or maybe more complicated and complex because if you get the underlying ideas then it may be easier for you to fit everything else in. So what's the idea? Well, the idea is that you exist and you know it. You are and you know it. That is one of the most fundamental things you know, that you exist. Then you may be fooled into believing how you exist or what you exist as or many other things are really open for discussion. But in your inner knowing, you at least know that you exist and that you know actually that you know that you exist. Those are some really fundamental things. And so this is where it all starts. This is where the holographic order starts. See, being comes from the infinite. If you want true ontology, real ontology, not washed out ontology, then that type of ontology can only come from the limitless, something that cannot be defined, it is formless, and that is your infinite nature, your essence, which is that of pure being. And you can also learn more about it. It is also pure awareness and it is said to be pure bliss and such. Those parts can be examined. And so, since being actually comes from the limitless. That is true being. That same being, not another being, but that same being, which is the only being that can be, is then lent to our universe where we see duality. And that is the first part of the pulsation process, the type of unfoldment where 
being stands out as existence. It stands out as the multiplicity of things. And it appears that a lot of things exist. So it is the movement from pure being into apparently existing being of many things. And then the second part of the pulsation process is the enfoldment process, where you enfold back. It is like an identity function in a sense, and it is where you recognize yourself as being. So first you stand out as existence, and then you recognize yourself as being that pure being. So this is the two-part pulsation process that gives rise to the holographic order. And it's holographic because everything is in the whole, and the whole is in everything. And everything is the whole, and the whole is everything because the is part comes from being and it's the same so the holographic type of order provides us with this idea of a time and space this apparently 3d looking universe with time and it is because wholeness unfolds into this multiplicity while maintaining all of its relations. So everything that is true in wholeness is moved into this apparently existing universe. And so all the truths from wholeness are now exposed and expressed as things in some way. So all relationships are now expressed. And everything that is expressed, and this is the second part of the movement, everything that is expressed also holds true in wholeness, in the totality, in the formless, but the idea is that, it's even more, see, everything that could ever be true and is true in the totality finds somehow an expression of it in the parts. Yeah? So you can imagine that, well, the expressed is only a little part of everything, what you see at a particular moment is only a little part of everything that could ever be, that could ever be expressed. And yet, every expression actually contains the whole in the sense that there is something within it that expresses every relationship that you have in the totality. So this is the holographic type of order. And this is the essential part. And this is what leads us to be able to talk about so many things because metaphors are excellent. Because the things 
that we sometimes cannot talk about because of their formlessness can find a formed expression that is similar. And so you can understand the relation of it, even though it is expressed in something else. All right. So this holographic type of order is super interesting and it is very useful. Now, if we look at the illumination process, the illumination process has two parts to it. The first part is like the first pulsation, where we were talking about standing out as existence and seeing the multiplicity of things. Well, in the illumination process, what you do is you kind of look at all of those things and say, well, this I am not. So in the illumination process, you realize that well, I am not, definitely not, the table next to me, that's not me, okay. Am I the body? Well, I am not the body per se. Well, am I the mind? Well, not the mind. I'm not the thoughts. I have thoughts. I perceive thoughts. Thoughts do not seem to perceive me. And so on. So this is a part of the neti neti process that you can find. And it is a way of trying to realize that you are awareness, you are consciousness, you are being, you are the one that experiences all of this, but you are not any of the experiences, although we often identify with them. And this is the first part of the illumination process, and this is the part that I so often refer to in so many different ways, showing how whenever we identify with whatever it is, we limit ourselves, we become less free. So if we can let go of our identification as a particular type of person, if we can let go of our identification with our programs, our defense mechanisms, our fears, if we can let go of those identifications, we become much more present, able to live a full and present and free life. Because as long as we are hijacked by our fears, we are not free. We are automatically responding in a way that is reactive instead of being here, now, present, living fully and making our own choices. So we are forced into making all kinds of choices based on all kinds of programs. So a lot of the de-identification process is very liberating. Just realizing that you're not something can bring you a lot of freedom to your life. And that is what I tend to talk about a lot in so many different contexts. You'll probably find, I notice at least, that towards the end of most of my podcasts, this is what I come back to. 
that whatever it was I was talking about, actually, in the end, it has to do with stopping to identify with something. So that's the first part. And this part of the illumination process is actually quite logical. You can logically argue for it. You can logically understand why you would not see yourself as your body, although you may have a body and experience a body, you are not your body, and so on. So this process is kind of logical. But the next part of the process is the second pulsation. It is where you realize and you recognize yourself as being. So in the first part, you said, I am not X, Y, Z. And now you say, but actually, X, Y, Z is nothing but me. X, Y, Z appears in me, through me. That is the second part. And how do you come to that? I mean, you can say, well, this is how it is. But how do you realize it? How do you actually become illumined? How do you live it? How do you come to that realization without having to take a leap of faith, without having to believe in it, just say, okay, that's how it is. So that awareness that I am actually is the awareness within which everything arises. How do you know that? See, this is the very interesting part because that is beyond your mind. That is beyond your thinking, your knowing in the sense of thinking, in the sense of our mind, in the sense of consecutive thoughts. See, that is your essence, that is you, and so you can more than know it more than know it, because knowing, in the sense of thinking, is within your mind. And so now, for the second part to actually be fully realized, you have to move beyond your mind. And so this is where you could say, in a sense, the logical process, the logical way of convincing yourself stops and then you have to take the next step. How do you move beyond that? How do you achieve that? How do you more than know that everything appears in you? How do you know that more than know that? Well, because of the holographic nature of the universe and beyond universe, what we have are these relations, right? We were talking about relations that everything that you find in the totality, in the one, in essence, has some kind of reflection. So we can actually talk about metaphors and we can take examples that may serve as pointers to what it is we are actually trying to achieve and understand the relation 
to understand the relation. So I'm going to give you an example. And this example comes from mathematics. See, mathematics is really cool because it deals with infinities. Cantor showed us that there is actually more than just one infinity. Normally, we might think that something can be finite or infinite, and that's it. Infinite, there is no end, no finis, no last, no end to it. There is no limit to it, and that's it. But, of course, when you start looking into the mathematical infinities, you notice that, well, one of the, well, the smallest infinity you have are a countable infinity, like, say, the numbers. Whole numbers, say, one, two, three, four, and then you continue counting. Of course, there is no last number, right? If it is an infinite set, then there is no last number. Number 99 is not the last, because you can just add one more, and then you will have the next one. And so, this is the smallest type of infinity. Then, there are larger infinities, and one such are the real numbers. So the real numbers contain all of these countable numbers, and they also contain numbers like, for instance, pi, which is an infinite number in itself. And it's not a rational number. Rational is where you can divide something like 1 divided by 2, or one divided by three, one-third, or one-third in itself is infinite, but it's rational. So pi is not rational. And so when you have all of these irrational numbers, then it turns out that you cannot really count them. They are no longer countable. You cannot order them and say, well, this is the first element, and there's a way of going to the second, and the third, and the fourth, you can't do that anymore. So here's the thing that is really interesting, see? Mathematically, you can actually prove this, that when you are working within the countable numbers, the countable numbers within that system, there are certain truths that you can never prove, you can never show, you can never realize, and yet, they are true within that system. But if you move up to a larger infinity, if you move up into the, say, real numbers from the countable numbers, well, then from the real numbers, it turns out that we can prove and show these truths that are true and hold true within the smaller infinity. Yeah? See what I'm getting at? From within the system, there are things that are true about the system, but you cannot show them. So, see, from within the idea of thought within the idea of mind, from within the idea of numerable things, from within the idea of where we're thinking, from within the idea of time and space, from within there, there are things that are true about 
everything that you cannot show, prove, see. But if you move beyond, so if you go into a larger infinity, then from that side, from the other side, now you can prove all sorts of things and you can understand how it actually is. See? So what do you do then if you want to truly understand beyond knowing more than know that everything appears in awareness, that everything arises within awareness, which is the awareness that you feel, which is the one awareness. How do you get there? You expand your infinity. You explore infinity. You find a different way of expanding within infinity. You're not counting. See, counting and going up and higher and higher and higher and saying, well, I'm going towards infinity. You can say that. I mean, you're never going to reach infinity. But if you can explore it in a different way and move, say, from the countable numbers into the real numbers, this, of course, is only a picture, a metaphor. This is only to point to the relation, the type of relation and the type of thing, which is not a thing because we're moving beyond things, that can bring you that insight. See, this is why the first part is to realize that you are awareness and really start identifying with that. And then the second part, which is essential, is to explore the infinity of that awareness. And that is an inner exploration. See, this is where you're moving beyond thought and ideas and you're going into your essence and exploring your essence. And this is why you have different kinds of teachers teach you, especially teachers in non-duality, go into these kinds of weird explanations and explorations of a meditation where you try to feel your infinity where you, for instance, take one sense, the sense of feeling, and then you look for the end of it. Where does feeling end? So you can say, I, I can feel my body. I cannot feel outside of my body. So well, look at where is the feeling? Where does the feeling end? Is there in, within feeling, without bringing in any concepts, any ideas, any identifications with bodies or anything like that. You just move into sensing. And is there any limit within sensing to sensing? Is there any limit to and within hearing? 
And the idea is to actually explore internally the sensing, the feeling, the hearing. You can use the seeing. And space and time, when you internally explore the infinity of it, that is when you can more than know that is when you can become truly illuminated. That is, you could say, a path. But of course, a path is within space and time, and so it only is a pointer to what this is all about. So for most of us, we are in the first part of the illumination process where we are learning to stop identifying with our body and that process is very liberating and just that process can bring a lot of suffering to end but it is when the other part of the process is fully realized that suffering truly ends and that we become truly illuminated beings Hopefully, we'll be able to get there in this lifetime. But at some point, we will. Actually, we already have. Because this is what we are, who we are, have always been. And by expanding through the infinite, we can see further truths and further truths about ourselves truths that we have no access to. And that is the second part of the illumination process, the second part of the pulsation, second part of the fundamental order of how our essence works. Thus, the holographic pulsation of being is reflected throughout all of its creation it is reflected on different levels and it is also reflected in the process of illumination which has the two parts the one part where we stop identifying as things and the second part where we realize that all those things are actually nothing but us but even if we just do a little bit of the first part and let go with identifications, strong identifications with certain ideas and judgments and such, even if we only do that a little bit, that will be beautifully liberating, making our life amazing, making our life fuller, more present, more beautiful, more filled with love. So even just doing that a little bit is amazing. But we can do more, we can move even beyond that. Then there is the second part of the process. But of course, there is no hurry in a sense from the perspective of wholeness, totality, which is not even a perspective. There is never any urgency because we always already are that. 
We always already know that and beyond know that. It is only from the perspective of the person that we may feel urgency. And the idea is that when moving along this process, we make our life and the life of others, the ones we interact with, more beautiful, even if it is only one little step along the line. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you in another podcast. Take care. Thank you.